Yeah. Hello, and uh, welcome to not the Alchemist Club. Alchemist Club After Hours. Uh, I'm Joe, just your host, as as we aren't actually playing any Dungeons & Dragons today. Uh, joining me for After Hours, we have... Daniel. Hello. And Zach. Waffle playing an approximation of somebody that you know. <laughs> What a mood. Grandma? Grandma's <laughs> in Oh, Sonny! Oh, come closer. Look how big you've gotten. Oh, such a strong and handsome man. Yep. Yep. That's yep. This is horrifying. Yep. Terrifying. That was great. Great. You're hired. I don't know for what, but you're hired. Not for grandma. That's for sure. <laughs> no. As an approximation of someone I know, that's a pretty decent grandma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> approximation. Again, it's like... It's we're like off if to, you were uh... recently concussed, you'd be like... <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so we're off to a start. Um, Matthew... You may have noticed that someone is missing. And had I thought about it for longer than three minutes and also realized that today is the Super Bowl, I probably could have guessed that the reason Matthew is not here is because he's being a nerd and watching sports. <laughs> um, ostensibly, he's got something with his wife's family. My guess is that it's football related. That seems likely. We will. Well. Find I don't out. know if you can say ostensibly yet, then. I mean, he told me that he had plans with his wife's family today. Yes, yes. So that's that's supposedly the reason. You Ostens can't say ostensibly I until you've confirmed that that is not true. That is not how ostensibly is used in is. modern parlance. Maybe in the world of well, lawyers then it's just and used legalities. Wrong. It's used like it's apparently, and it shouldn't be because it's a different no. word. No, okay, now I'm going to look it up. You're making me look it up. <laughs> what a start. We're off to the races. <laughs> Ostensibly, according to dictionary.com, apparently or purportedly, but perhaps not actually. Not actually. Perhaps yeah. not actually, which ostensibly not actually not actually. Ostensibly, Matthew is with his wife's family right now. In actuality, I don't, any reason, I don't think you have any reason to think otherwise. It's the Super Bowl. And and Matt enjoys watching football. No. He he does. I know this. He does, though. No. No <laughs> way. Matthew has been my friend for over a decade. I am I am aware. <laughs> anyway, hi. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody, in case you haven't realized it, uh, there will be no Dungeons or Dragons specifically. I have already put away my dice. I <laughs> want you to know, dear audience, that um. this is... Literally one to one, what this is like when the mics aren't rolling. It is. There, it very much is. No difference between the conversation that is happening and the conversations that happen on any other Sunday when we're not actively playing D and D. So. So yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, I don't what's know. the plan here? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're not the dungeon master. You're just the host. Yeah, I'm. I'm here to keep the recording going. 
<laughs> Y'all are have, you're gonna have to be the funny ones. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I mean, we're we're already doing that. So great. Okay, check. Um, yeah. Now keep that up for another fifty minutes. <laughs> yeah. There's the kicker. There it is. Uh, do we have any viewer mail that we could riff off for twenty five minutes? We don't. And I'm uh. I'm calling patches out personally this time. Like, come on. Where patches. where are the letters? It's been months since we've heard from save you. Save us. No, uh, I guess we got to do this the old fashioned way. Um, I'm just going to start throwing out uh, questions then, unless somebody else wants to do something for the variety hour here. Well, while um, you're searching, I will uh, bring up something that I think is topical, given. Uh, and yes, we are dating the episode. Um, we have already done release that. of a certain. Shut up. Uh, re- <laughs> recent release of uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, um, oh controversial. A 900-year-old holy well was discovered in London underneath the building used for Green God's Bank in the Harry Potter films. Though it dates back to the Middle Ages, the well still contains drinkable water. I did know oh. that. Hmm. What uh, What is that building actually when it's not being used as a slightly bigoted caricature? Um... <laughs> I mean... That's... You're right. I should have said slightly. Um, <laughs> what is it? Is it an actual bank? Or... I don't know. What is the Gringotts? Uh, it says the building used building. for Gringotts Bank. Right. I would so think like, they. What, I think they say. What is the Gringotts building? IRL. If it was yeah. already a bank, that it was um, a bank. The interior shots of Gringotts were filmed in Australia House, the home of the Australian High Commission in London. Is Gringotts? Yep. It's hmm. the Australia House on the Strand in central London. Although I don't so know a, if that's both the interior and the exterior. Probably so a restaurant. political building? It's probably a restaurant. Uh, what, is a, what is an Australian commission? I don't... That's where they commission Australians. I, I didn't <laughs> think you, like... I didn't think you had to do that. I thought it was a much more informal process. <laughs> I was wondering where they got all the people for this new version of Love is Blind. <laughs> that, my, that my wife is watching, not me. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. For sure. You would never watch reality television. Save. I was playing. I was playing Elden Ring on the couch. We, uh-huh. we all believe you. It's okay. <laughs> Check my Steam. Check my Steam. One. <laughs> um... So I've been watching uh, the old Batman animated series. Good. Classic, yes. (laughs) Yeah. All the way through season one. A lot of great stuff out there. Uh, Everybody go watch it. It's like, oh, it's classic. It's foundational. Um, They were like early 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we already did uh, the viewer mail where it's like, hey, what DC superhero would you be? I want to hear what everybody's... We talked a little bit about like supervillain shtick, but I, I don't think we ever really got into like if if we became evil, what's what's everybody's like supervillain gimmick? Like what's your your two heads coin flip or your like uh, poison ivy plant themed crimes or you, is uh, this IRL? Or are you asking about your characters? 
I, I was going for characters, characters. but I mean, yeah. Uh, I'll leave that open to the floor. <laughs> well, I have a I have a DC based follow up for later. Then, um, Fall Rock's evil villain trope would be banging his fist together. I mean, I already do it, <laughs> like, but that's yeah. just like when you got to rough people up, you know. Uh huh. No, that's it's... yeah, that tracks. Chet is just going to be always uh, accompanied by bears in suits with brass knuckles. Mm, yeah. yeah, I'll be, I'll be like, uh, um, honestly, I'll be like Clayface, but with a couple bear henchmen. Oh, oh, you, know what, you know what Desmond could do? He could take international waters with him and claim. <laughs> oh my god, that's so campy and delightful. Oh. <laughs> He's just like in a bathtub. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> full of international waters. Exquisite. Oh, shit. Amazing. I, I love the idea because I'm picturing Desmond in like the Batman animated style, and like his henchmen are all in like sailor uniforms. Yeah, and, uh -huh. and they're like we're carrying we're around this bathtub, and he's just like reclining in it, dressed like a gangster, but he's like soaking wet. Yeah, perfect. Oh my, or and. Would it be a gangster or like a a grand commodore, like an admiral? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a, a real terrible navy ripoff would be great. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. He's got like the big coat and the like big hat that goes with uh -huh. it. Exquisite. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> um, I think Terajux's uh villain calling card would be just always like jumping off things or like falling out of buildings or to be like until next time batman and uh just just like steps out a window and drops and oh runs over, like, and then looks oh, so down. would you be like the oh, inverse of the way. batman entrance because batman never comes through the door right mm -hmm. so just yeah. whichever way batman comes in you leave that way yeah oh my god that would be it is like whenever batman breaks through a window that's my exit <laughs> That'll show him. <laughs> That's and bad. one time Robin is like, Bruce, why don't you just not break a window? He'll have nowhere to go. He slams his fist on the table next to the bat computer. He's like, Robin, I do things my way out of justice. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we'd make great villains. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have good times. Yeah. You're assuming we're not villains in the actual, like, uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for that rug pull where it's like, yeah, the Iconoclasts are, like, evil. Wanted for they... tax evasion in several nations. <laughs> oh, I was going for, like, they revere a god of bloodshed or something. Or, like, oh, a zoink? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, we are barons in the Court of Spring. That's yeah. true, you are. That's kind of my fallback option, is if we ever get into legal trouble, we can just be like, oh, you fool, we're foreign dignitaries. You can't arrest me. I... Do we have any physical proof of that? No. Of our station? Of course not. We should get some kind of certificate for that, guys. <laughs> A certificate of authenticity that we are Fae and Lords. We are, we yeah, are Baron... Wouldn't having a certificate of authenticity from the Fae be suspect anyways? Like, <laughs> not who, would, only, who would trust that? Not only that, but I'm. you know that 
Aurelia would give you like something that she made out of word art and yeah, print it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be <laughs> a much put upon request. Um, that's actually an interesting point on the trustworthiness of the Fae. Joe, in the universe of, I guess, Oris, but it's more like the, the planes around Oris. I don't know what you would call the greater multiverse there. Mm-hmm. Um, can the Fae, they have that thing where they can't lie, right? Or Maybe. They lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if we've ever been lied to outright by the Fae. No. We have been not told the entire story because we don't ask questions, but... And because we're bad at asking questions. Let's not forget that part. Oh, bad at it. It's hard. I prefer dramatic reveals. Yes. Honestly, it's just simpler. And makes for a a much more entertaining game of D&D. Yeah. True. (sighs) Because I was going to say, like, a, a certificate of authenticity from... Uh, a being who is unable to lie would be the least suspect thing. Yeah, but you're making a lot of assumptions with that statement. I always yeah. do. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am not at liberty to uh, answer that particular question that you have asked me. Mm-hmm. That's something you'll have to discover for yourself. <laughs> Can't wait for the episode where we were sent into a fey fortress and we come upon two doors and there's a fey guard standing next to each door we're like huh. oh. and we spend this whole time doing the whole rigmarole and it takes like 30 minutes and then we're like hang on we just kind of assumed that one of them tells the truth and one of them lies what if they're just like two regular huh. guards yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i was on tiktok the other day one guy just killed one of the guards and was like Asked the other one, "Is he dead?" And he said, <laughs> <laughs> and, and "The joke there is that the guard is like absolutely distraught." <laughs> no, oh <my> God, <laughs> Frank, stay with me. <laughs> oh, yep. Heroes, uh, remember, you're good people. Yeah, for the good guys. The we are not. We are not good anymore. It's fine. There's always going to be a little morality slippage when you're, you know... A little? Scions of some what? greater dimensional being. Chad, what what bad things have we even done recently? Recently. Recently? <laughs> uh-huh. Not even going to answer that. <laughs> ah, I see. He pleads the first. <laughs> yeah. Which injects the, uh, your right to non-self-incrimination is, like, that was the first thing they put uh-huh. down. <laughs> well, because, uh, Juxian lawyers have this technique they use called, uh, the, the Juxian interrogation, where they go up to you and they slam their hands and they just go, Did you fucking do it? Did you do it? And it has a 100% success rate. <laughs> <laughs> they had to be like, all right. Alright, we gotta nip this with the bud. It's too strong. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how that went. Uh, like legal precedent is because nobody liked that lawyer who came up with it. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> <sighs> yeah it was done out of spite, just like the real legal system. Yep. Yeah, exactly. No kidding. 
we are spicy. We are spicy after hours, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got another question then, unless someone else has a tangent. Um, I was thinking about amnesia because we haven't had a good amnesia arc in the Alchemist. Haven't we? Yet. We we had the dream the sequence. Thing. That's Desmond's entire character right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. I'm like, I was specifically thinking um, if the characters had, I guess it's not even amnesia, but if they were a different class, I'm like, oh. what would happen if each of the characters, like for whatever reason, did not end up on the path they are currently taking like what what one little change would have resulted in them becoming an entirely different class or like what if we stumbled on the like the members of the party as they would be if they had not been uh you know set on this path to destiny or uh captured by the true church or something like what would what would Juxian, like, decorated Juxian pilot Terajux look like? Or, um, I guess it would, like, f- non-exiled Fall Rock, you know, things like that. Uh, Desmond still as a pirate captain, would they be the same class? Would they, would they be enemies of the party? Isn't there, like, a Forge cleric? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it's is. It's a lot of fun. I'm... Yeah, that 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 would definitely be Fall Rock. I was thinking like Wildfire Sorcerer, but I think it's Wildfire Druid instead. Yeah, I was like Fall Rock would never really get into Druidry, but yeah, that's it's like it's but a like, little outside his immediate. Before being smacked in the face by Aquila's chosen, <laughs> and how very different their views on Aquila were, Fall Rock was pretty devout. So uh-huh. you know, I could definitely see him being a cleric. I uh... yeah. I... I think Forge Cleric is reasonable. Mm-hmm. I'm running a Forge Cleric in the D&D campaign where I'm a player, and she has an armor class of 22. Jesus Christ. Um, I think that's uh, incredible. I think, I think Ted would, would likely have felt the same uh, like loneliness he did, um, just because they, they immigrated or emigrated. I don't know. At a time where essentially the, there were no other uh, younglings. Uh-huh. So... If he didn't follow the druid path, he would he would find other ways to make friends, and he'd uh, have found maybe a, a necronomicon and become a <laughs> necromancer. <laughs> you know what? I would I would love necromancer Chet. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. No. Hell that, yeah. We just, I think we all end up as different forms of clerics. Would oh, treat no. those zombies very well. I, you know, I just kill animals and then. They, yeah, yeah. Those from bear yeah, yeah, yeah. I skeletons. Just... <laughs> I just kill animals for fun. End game lich. Honestly, I think a, a druid of the is it the moon or is it the mushroom? There's some like so there's a spores druid subclass spores. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lot of fun. That sounded too. fun. But I think Ooh. I was limited from using that one. It was still Unearthed Arcana at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't official when we started. Because we started this five billion years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, yeah, it was a long, yeah, long it was. time ago. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I'll be honest, I had a lot of fun playing a necromancer in Shattered Cosmos. Yeah, that yeah. was super cool. I, I really liked your whole deal. Like... 
It's just a, a rad character, and I like the whole, like, you know, former servitor of the Lost Legion kind of stuff. I would love to do more of that sometime. That was a very fun little setting. Mm-hmm. Very true. I think um, Terrajux that did not stumble on the secrets of Jux is a really interesting concept to me because, like, that that is what sparked him going from kind of like a, you know, happy-go-lucky, but ultimately like carefree but still with the program into like a burn it all down borderline anarchist crazy person yes mm -hmm. and so it's like if the party encountered patriotic tarjux <laughs> yeah who is still like you know never left the glider core i suspect that his magic powers would not have awakened because that was like the first time that the storm unfurled itself i think pilot terajux would be like a human fighter wouldn't just be like... snap hmm. yeah no like uh, yeah it was his snap um I, yeah like a human fighter or you know what i want them to bring to 5e is the 4e warlord oh that was a super cool class where it's just like battlefield control yeah you were um you had like all these like buffs and auras and like maneuvers and things for allies, but it was specifically in a martial context. And I always thought that was super cool. Yeah. And I think, I think a like, cause pilot Terrajux would still be very charismatic. And I think he would be like a charismatic devil may care squadron leader warlord. But then how would his uh, hatchling blood have uh, manifested? Uh, this this specifically would be in the alternate universe where there was no hatchling blood. Oh. Because this would be Terrajux never discovered the plans for the Valor of Jux, never snapped and killed a bunch of scientists, and never fled the military. So yeah. whether or not the True Church you still don't... would have singled him out for yeah, hatchling yeah, blood yeah. injection, I'm like... We still don't really know why they picked us in particular, so... I mean, we're all from very different places and different backgrounds. I'd, honestly, I'd, I think that they could have pulled anybody from anywhere if they wanted to. They, yeah. They're so ingrained into so many different societies. We were all pretty um, isolated, though, is kind of my thinking of it. I was like... definitely the most isolated. I'm, I'm super shocked that somebody came up to the, the cloud top and mm -hmm. kidnap me i have how, i mean how I mean, fuck they do that a point in their favor of like they weren't pulling people from offices of high status like they they weren't going oh let's grab that captain of a squadron there they were like hey here's this random asshole who runs with a circus let's well who knows know, who knows him. who knows if they just were targeting some schmucks or if they had some reason behind it like Whatever god that's influencing them is is telling them very certain people to go after that might yeah. be viable subjects. In which Could case, be. your class, your status doesn't matter. It's just whether you're compatible with hatchling blood. Well, that gets into like a nature versus nurture thing. <laughs> but I, I think we're very, I I think that nature is much more impor important than nurture in this context. When yeah. you're being 
when you're being biologically experimented on. Uh-huh. I don't I don't think whether whether your parents were, you know, whether they coddled you or they pushed you out, you know, and forced you to go out on your own and, and fend for yourself, I really don't think that would Yeah, make that's fair. For the the blood, but yeah, so other than some kind of caster or a ranger, I don't I don't know what Jed would be because he's not he's an Eric Cochran, he's not fit. He's not cut out to be a fighter um, or any kind sure. of you know melee you know brawler class so <laughs> like a um like a baseballer that's what i was gonna say all universe <laughs> chad joins the uh eric cochran or the uh, cloud top defense force and becomes a pro baseball player <laughs> and his we- his weapon of choice is is still basically the same yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, just a, a stick but he has still a- just as chillily but he's got like a, a gauntlet that can summon rocks and just like yeah. pop them up in the air in front of him and just slap them. Yeah. The cantrip pop fly. <laughs> <laughs> or honestly, T ball. That's probably. Wait, no, you, you'd probably have to be more effective because you have don't to be have to shoot. That could learn catapult, right? Because catapult is basically just you take... super fast baseball pitch, right? I mean, yeah, but you're not actually pitching it. That's, like, you can do that anywhere. Yeah, but, I mean, it seems like it would fit the theme. I yeah, suppose. Give me, give, me create, give me create rock. I'll just throw rocks. <laughs> <laughs> give me, a, give me a, a gauntlet of create rock, and I'll just throw rocks. Creates one baseball-sized rock per round. And they're like enchanted eventually. Like I can upgrade the gauntlet. It's like a, or or it could be class based. You know, I can put different you know, spins on the uh on the rock. Um, yeah. Or or I'm, different I'm elemental that, enchantment. Uh, baseball needs to be an entire class. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, uh, any any of you listeners at home who are really good with those like formatting tools that they have to make five e like expansion books baseballer <laughs> i bet um, somebody's done it what would be the level 20 capstone for the baseballer class grand slam yeah <clears throat> i would want that earlier though well no so you your major capstone levels are what like three seven 12 whatever so you get first base second base third base home run grand slam ah i see Hmm. (laughs) i know what i'm about (laughs) so first base would be um that's the one that allows you to slide through enemy spaces without taking opportunity attacks no it lets you kiss your enemies to reach a base huh (laughs) it's first base Oh, oh my god! Okay. <laughs> no, I think like a dodge mechanic would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then a way to to run faster because you know baseballers are they're yeah. trained they're to. So would this be like run. a rogue subclass then? No, this is a full no, class. No, this is a full because subclass. Class, yeah. There's baseballer, and then the subclasses would be like um, <laughs> cricket. Um, uh, no, it'd be like football, pitcher, pinch hitter. Um, outfielder and uh, bench warmer. <laughs> Umpire. Bench warmer. <laughs> Water boy. Water boy. 
Some kind of like martial catcher would be cool too. A yeah. melee brawler that would like redirect basically in a what's the the kind of um, martial arts that's designed to do that? Use that your opponent's bending. momentum against Jiu-jitsu? what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a martial artist. Anyway, using using your opponent's uh, <laughs> Uncle Iroh's lightning bending. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, Terra Jugs. <laughs> if we ever meet somebody who I shoot a lightning bolt at, and they dead ass do the like Avatar catch it down into your stomach, out through the other arm, redirect it. I'm gonna shit my pants. <laughs> Well, hmm. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Hmm. I will respect there them was a... so much more than I will respect two wands for just blocking it. There was a there was a monk, I think, subclass or prestige class in three five. Um, it was like fist of the something sun. Uh, it was a it was a uh, melee kind of like healer fighter. Would like hmm. deal damage and then touch a nearby ally and heal them for the amount of damage. Oh that they yeah, deal. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What was that? I, I think it might have been a prestige quest for ninjas, actually. It might have been. Yeah. Oh lord, I forgot ninja was a class. Oh, yep. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Oof. Man, <laughs> I am glad about how much I have forgotten of three point five. No. Yeah. That was classic. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It got me started and everything, but that that system has some problems. And I... Oof. The amount of times that I was an inexperienced DM who was uh, forced to deal with those problems by problematic players is too damn high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well. I was not the smartest in picking my party. <laughs> yeah. Happens. It happens. It does seem like a rough system to learn DMing with. Yes. It wasn't that Yes, bad. it was. <laughs> it was fine. It's kind of a you, trial by fire. You also... I, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say, you probably had much better parties for all of their shenanigans. The first... You didn't have... You didn't have first meeting player saying, I want to be Batman at level three and try to... What was it? Uh, scale in from the roof of the tavern, immediately deal with the captain of the guard, saying he was the captain of the other town's guard, or the king's guard or something, try to pull rank on the dude in charge, and basically do the, hey look, a monster, to try and make himself a hero. Uh, (laughs) When the monster was another one of the party members that he just dressed in a ghillie suit. <laughs> My very yeah. first campaign that I ever DM for had nine players. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of whom was Andy Brill. Ah. <laughs> what so, did he play? Yeah, what did he play? Water, Ohio. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> no, you can't do the what thing. We didn't actually hear you. Oh, no. Joe that's, Manslaughter, that's Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> what, that's what why authorities uh, want to question him about the uh, destruction of a bridge in a uh, Nicaraguan town. Guam. <laughs> no, it was the whole city in Guam. <laughs> <laughs> These are unrelated events. <laughs> every every class that I teach, I learn more about my crimes. 
So, what did Andy play? I honestly, I don't even remember. I there's okay. some trauma there. <laughs> you blocked some portions out. Yeah, you've rewritten others. It was right. it was a lot. We won't dwell on it. Then was ours the second or somewhere down the line? Oh no, you were you were quite some time after that. I. Gotcha. We're coming up on my fifteenth year of dungeon mastering. Oh so my. Been, Congratulations. I've been doing this yeah. for a while. It's um, Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm probably like year ten thereabouts. I, I think uh That's I was such a long time. Talking with a player and we're like, yeah, we're we're pretty close to the ten year anniversary of the start of our first campaign and I I withered to dust in that instant. Yeah, tell me <laughs> I about blew it. away in the wind. I mean it it was just recently like it was just what last year that I had met Joe and Cahal ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. That was, you can, yeah, I mean, if you want to put a date on it, <laughs> I don't. I mean, but I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was. I started my uh, first ever DMing was in two thousand and eight in the fall. So. Oh, I will bring this up. Ivan is dying to record with us at some point. Oh, yeah? Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a so, thing. So I I thought I'd throw it out there. He, I haven't exactly started him on the whole RPG stuff yet, but he, he would very much like to participate in the future. Yeah, I'm sure we could arrange really cool. for that. Yeah. My, uh, like a fun little, we do a side story. Oh, one my goodness. Thing. April yeah. Fool's Day. That. Yeah, and you could just play my character. Yeah. It, it would just, it would just be like one hundred percent canon, though. Bottle episode. No, no, no. Bottle episode. Yeah. Ship, ship in a bottle episode. One hundred percent canon. It would be. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what really movie. happened before we got tubed. Need like the Ember Island players, where it's a hundred percent canon, but it's an in-universe retelling of an actual canon event, as seen oh. through the lens of like storytellers. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> all of our characters are horribly flanderized and <laughs> completely off base, and it would be great. Flanderized? Is it Ned Flanders? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, hi term. well, hi diddly ho there, neighbor. Well, so the flanderization comes from um, in like early episodes of The Simpson Simpsons. Ned Flanders is a pretty normal guy. Yeah. Like, like he's religious, but otherwise he's just kind of like a normal dude. And then, as the series goes on, he was kind of like distilled and crystallized down to a single personality trait, which is like. Ned Flanders is a crazy fundy, and he's like a, a yeah. super whacked out dude. And that that's Flanderization. It's just as a series goes on, uh, characters well, have a tendency to get distilled down into one or two character traits because uh, various reasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, The Simpsons like started out as like Homer being a comically overweight person, but also could support an entire family on one income and own a house too so yeah yep yep <clears throat> that's uh hmm some something to think Ooh, about windows i don't think so, i can afford this place yeah <laughs> you, you oh you're mo is that who you are 
Um, um, I think that's Oscar. I okay. Blanking on the name. It sounded like Mo. <laughs> well, it's a shitty impression. Um, it's the. I, c- I can't even like describe a, a Simpsons character, design wise. I couldn't even well, like Oscar, begin to. Oscar, no, Barn. That's Barney. That's Barney. Never mind. I don't know who Oscar is. While you all are uh, struggling with names, I'm gonna drop a, a a major reveal here. I have seen exactly one full episode of The Simpsons in my entire life. <laughs> oh wow, impressive! <clears throat> so I say some I saw the is... Simpsons, Simpsons movie, but I don't think I've actually seen a full episode. Yeah, that's the that's the bus driver. Okay, thank you. Waffle or Terjuk's. God damn it, Waffle just posted a. <laughs> A photo of of Oscar, the bus driver. Sure. The Simpsons. Um uh, Yeah. Now I'm thinking of uh Simpsons openings for the Alchemist Club. <laughs> Wait, it's the treehouse instead yeah, yeah. it's so Twiffers instead of the house. Um <sighs> So we, yeah, we're like, Ooh, I would love between to... each character. Um, I, I think Ched's bit in each of the, like, uh, intros would be, like, shape-shifting into some new fucked yeah. up thing. Different animal, different so, weird yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ched's, like, there, uh, you know, feeding squirrels and stuff, and then here's, like, the jangling of the bell and, like, flies off to the command bridge, and then um, Desmond is just absolutely shit-faced in a bar somewhere and gets thrown out into the street and then the flushes the himself jangle and he, he flushes himself <laughs> um, in like the, rock, the muck uh, the muck on the ground the outside Falrock's working in the forge and it does the entire bit where it's like uh, Homer has the the uranium rod and like uh, quitting time happens and he like drops it and it bounces off and falls into his shirt but it's a red hot metal ingot that slides <laughs> shirt and he does not notice <laughs> or or something uh something comes out of the forge at the time and it's always different it's a different yeah. magical item more strange thing uh, yeah it's something yeah fall rock's always working on some new weird gadget uh and then oh, that would I, be a thing what if fall rock was an artificer ooh. i could also see that yeah well yeah Artificers would he cool make class. would he make Mecha Falrock to run his uh, black? It's just yeah, the robot in the corner of the screen is just slowly getting larger and more complete. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then um, instead of it being we all cram onto a couch, it's the command bridge of Teliferous. <laughs> and, and so we all pile into our seats and you know whatever and our styles. It... Then it stops being The Simpsons and starts being Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Real talk, I fucking love Star Trek. Star Trek is great. It's amazing. It's just so nice sometimes to be like, oh, wow, a sci-fi show that's still genuinely positive and hopeful for the outlook of humanity. (laughs) Yup. I missed that. (laughs) Yeah. The animated one that's on Paramount Plus is really good. Which one? The below decks. That's really. Oh, I love below decks. Yeah. So I've heard. Very good. It's below decks. Like once it stops trying to be a parody show and it's just like, hey, let's just make Star Trek. It gets really good. Yeah. 
So it's like the first three or four episodes are a little rough. They're like they're funny, but once it's just like, hey, let's just be Star Trek instead of like spoofing Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can spoof good. Star Trek by making fun of Star Trek. <laughs> yes. Something. Well, like I'm going to circle back here uh, because. It's it's funny that you bring up uh, Ivan Kale because my brother-in-law, my, my um, and and my niece Murphy, his uh, yeah. his oldest daughter, um, he's been doing kind of like a story time D and D with her, where yeah. he's got a running story uh, with her and him, and I I think some like you know unicorns, and they go and they go to okay. towns of goblins and other uh, mythical creatures and stuff like that and presents her with like quests and things um Ooh. like oh, yeah. different er- interpersonal conflicts yeah it's she has a, like a lot of fun with it she'll it, she uh, very recently was like yeah daddy i, I want to do uh goblins and unicorns again <laughs> he's like Aww. oh oh amazing Get him oh, yeah. early yeah, yeah yes yeah. exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm just imagining one day he's like, "All right, sweetie, now you're ready for the hard stuff." And he opens a <laughs> dice box. <laughs> yep. He just slaps a character sheet in front of her. Uh. Now what you got there is a plus three to your unicorn stat. <laughs> Splendid. That's delightful. And on that topic. I mean, of, of DMing, I've only DM'd uh, a handful of, well, two campaigns. Um, and I can't even remember when that was. I think I was in law school at the time. Um, and it only, we, we played for maybe two years or so. Um, two different campaigns. I think I've probably mentioned this in an earlier, um, like, corner or yeah, whatever uh-huh. side episode we did but it was a lot of fun it was in three five though and that was that was tough <laughs> having to balance things but also keep the players interested they were very um combat focused and like treasure focused and leveling well leveling of course but mm. everybody's know. obsessed with leveling um yeah yeah they they, they like a good dungeon crawl so. yeah I want to see a. Uh, I'd love to see like a small one-shot gimmicky RPG system that's like built around the idea that everyone really likes leveling, and the idea is that you like level up multiple times per session. <laughs> You'd have to be able to go oh. fast and easy. Though. Yeah, yeah, it would be like a super like really oh, really slowly unlock stuff. Yeah, okay. Kind of I... like um. Oh shoot! Yeah, because it seems very familiar. Like, there's a board game that does this or something. I, Mass Effect 2 did it really well. Uh-huh. Like, you had to, like, regrow your stuff, right? So. Mm. I've been toying with the idea and poking at how you might balance a, like, roguelike-based mm. D&D adventure. Where, oh. you know, you're, you crawl through a dungeon and you gain all these bonuses and stuff. And then you die, and you go back to the beginning, and you have to start uh-huh. over. <clears throat> and it's—I haven't been able to like execute it well yet, but it's been something that I've been pondering for a while now. Yeah, that is a cool idea. I—I I feel like uh, 
having like cards or something to keep track of like stat increases or items right that would go a long ways yeah 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 okay hear me out you take the cards from a deck of munchkin no (laughs) (laughs) vetoed yep i figured not a fan munchkin is uh i'm still not i'm still burnt out (laughs) It's yeah, been it's been over a decade, and it's still <laughs> like it's the equivalent for like people who had a quote unquote normal college experience of how there's that one type of alcohol that they can't drink anymore. Yeah, oh, the yeah. one the one game we yeah. can play. Yeah, fills it's me with cool. nausea. There's retching. <laughs> really. <laughs> It's not that bad, but it's I I have zero desire to pick up Munchkin again. Gotcha. Because yeah. I remember playing with you guys in uh, because we Drew's played it so much. Dorm. Yes. yes. But that would have been like I think junior year, maybe sophomore. Junior. That would have been your sophomore year, our junior year, because we were all gotcha. in anniversary. Yes. And yeah. we played Munchkin every day. Multiple times. We were so invested in it that I bought all of the expansions in the space of a week. Yeah. Whoa. And then one day we stopped playing and I packed it up and I have not taken it out of the box since. (laughs) Yep. I guess it's a testament to our friendship, though. We didn't, like, kill each other. Yeah. (laughs) We are all still friends. (laughs) But... I mean, yeah, cards are a good idea. And then you also have to think about, like, tile sets for your dungeon, if you want to randomize it. Yeah. Well, I would think, um, if you're specifically doing, like, for a tabletop system, I think it would be really interesting to have the dungeon be fixed. And have the the respawn or the rebirth be, like, canon in the universe, Mm -hmm. where... Your party goes in, they get brutally slaughtered by a trap, they reemerge from their coffins at the entrance, and the the priestess of undeath uh, greets them all once more and bids them entrance into the crypt. And this time they know to <gasps> avoid that particular trap, and then yeah. they get a little bit deeper that time, or they, they well, oh, let's try this different approach instead. Like that the, premise, the premise right. is that, that the this priestess, or this, this lich is designing a dungeon and we're we're the fodder for oh testing my God. i love that testers? that's amazing that's so good. yeah that's, that's really so good. good oh Although, uh, i would probably like say keep 50 percent of it the same or like cycle through a couple different ones so yeah the list well, would have to be changing stuff right that's the idea right so you you die and you come back and you have to like the lich debriefs you and then the next time you go in like the things that you skipped over really easily are different, but the stuff that killed you is still there. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't okay. change the lesson. You would just change the just enough to keep it fresh, right? right. Or, like right, traps right. that you missed entirely get taken out, and new stuff gets put in. But the things you actually mm-hmm. ran into that caused you grievous harm, those are keepers because she, the lich is trying to wear you down. Right? Yeah, not mentally, not huh. physically. Huh? Yeah, I yeah, like that's that. An interesting concept. It definitely would have run it in like something very lightweight. Yeah, D&D part of me is like, yeah. 
part of me is like, I, I, I want to just try and take whatever there was that was good from Dragonfire and fit that to this. Because, like, the card drawing aspect of Dragonfire, which is card-based D&D, for those who don't know, it's terrible. It is one of the worst designs gamed I have, worst designed games I have ever played. Um, but the idea is there. And, like, having a deck of cards that, like, fighters get so many red-type attacks, clerics get the greens, wizards get blue, like, that that fits to me. It's just, like... The ability to balance that and add progression to it, it it seems like that would fit better in a roguelike than just a board game. Yeah. Well, I mean, they made Dark Souls the board game, which is roguelike. You can see what they did to that. Apparently, oh, that's I, pretty good. I haven't it? tried it. Uh, I think that's on my brother-in-law's wish list. I guarantee you uh, I know friends who have it. So. <laughs> I bet it's on Tabletop Simulator. Might be. Some, There's some been a companies... shocking lack of updates I, to certain things for Tabletop Simulator. I think I sad saw thing. it, actually. Oh, okay. Um, a while ago. An eyewitness. I did not try it. <clears throat> yeah. but That's really interesting. They're making board games out of a lot of video games these days. The for better and worse. It's almost like they know there's overlap in audiences there. <laughs> yeah. It's like they, they don't want to actually make DLC for their games, so they'll get a studio that's like, hey, we really want to make a board game for you, and be like, okay, here's the license, make us money. <laughs> <laughs> here's the printer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, like uh, Slay the Spire. I'm excited for that. When is, I... when is that? Coming I out. gotta say, the idea of like a Slay the Spire board game to me that almost wraps too far back around. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's coming. You're just making a deck builder into a deck builder with decks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too literal. It's like it's too meta. Yeah, yeah. It's too analog. Yeah, I agree to that. It's too, it, it too approaches the like platonic ideal of <laughs> cards and games well and it's like it's... Me, you know what this tells me you don't like slay the spire enough you don't love slay the spire suck ass at slay the spire my really? slay the spire collector's I'm edition is arriving in december of 2023 so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were we were talking about that i i i strongly considered kickstarting that you don't have uh, to. You could just come over and play it. I know, because it's got a co-op function to it, right? Uh-huh. Yes. That's something that the original does not have. Yeah. So there is something beyond just changing its format to to analog, to actual True. you know, cards, because you can play it with others. Yeah, you're not just um, buying a, you're a not new buying version a physical... of Solitaire. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I probably have like 300 plus hours in Slay the Spire between my mm. computer, my Switch, and the phone. <laughs> I'm, well, it's, I'm. I think one of the only games I've bought on multiple. It's it is the only game I bought on multiple formats. I have. Oh, see, Hades is that for me? I have 470 I, I have hours in Slay the Spire. Nice. That's what so would cool. a Hades board game be like, though? Because that's kind of taking the Ooh. roguelike. Gloomhaven. Yeah, that's. Oh no! That's just Gloomhaven. <laughs> Oh yeah. no! <laughs> Ugh. What? That's all I have to say about Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven's wonderful. No, I Gloomhaven yeah. is grueling. The digital version 
makes it a lot better. Digital version was, makes it a lot better, yes. Yeah, but... the digital version to resolve combat and stuff would make it so you could get more faster. than one encounter done per... Yes, yeah. I, I've, in my experience, having played Gloomhaven both in person and online, we resolved a total of zero encounters physically over a six-hour <laughs> period, and we resolved, like, three or four in that same time span digitally. Like it, it Gloomhaven being digital it. is an incredible, uh, incredible upgrade to that game. Gotcha. I argue it's a requirement at that point. Yeah, <laughs> just because of how I mean, big a difference it makes. It's Sentinels versus Sentinels definitive to me. Like both have their merits, but one is definitely better. Yeah, can't wait for them to Bring uh... back old visionary, you cowards. Pfft. Hopefully yeah. that's in the next expansion. You haven't even seen New Visionary yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I have it in. I have it in the box. I haven't opened the box. New, New Visionary isn't out yet. Yeah, for Visionary Defendant. isn't in any of the either of the sets that are currently. It's out. not in. It's not in the new one. Nope, not yet. Not yet. Uh, I have a feeling that it's coming though. If yeah. that's not in there, like. Definitely not Shattered Timelines version. Then the next yeah. expansion that's coming out is Disparition, which will almost certainly or Disparation. Sorry, not to confuse. Welcome to Night Vale fans. <laughs> um, and I would be shocked if Visionary isn't in it. Did you play Sentinels Waffle? Oh yeah. Okay. Waffles and, played uh, the I, OG. I will die mad about the fact that uh, Choke Point does not have a hero deck yet. Yet. <laughs> They we'll, can prove we'll me wrong back. at any point in time. They've chosen we'll get you not back. to. Don't worry. We'll get. They, they'll fix this eventually, and we'll get you They're back. Bastards. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> no, it's a great uh, game. Um, it is very good. I just they did choke point dirty, and uh, you know they got to know that she's got shooters out here. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to just wrap this podcast and send it straight to the letters page for them to listen to and be like oh okay right we we hear you no spoilers <laughs> yeah yeah uh well we've been recording for 54 minutes i <laughs> yeah i guess we have yeah yeah uh <laughs> this is uh yeah this is more or less exactly what what you uh would hear if you were privy to our conversations after a session is over or before yeah. usually before usually yeah. the party is much more talkative before and i have to yell at them to stop <laughs> how many scuffed intros are we on at this point <laughs> like I, at least, at least 50 we're coming up on like 190 episodes 185 episodes it's a lot yeah so at least 50 of those we have scuffed the intro of mm -hmm. probably the last 50 <laughs> <laughs> it has been getting worse <sighs> no wasn't so. it just a few weeks ago that I guess Waffle wasn't at his computer when we started it. And oh, he, oh. I'm Matt and I play Leyland, and then just dead silence. Like, I'm Daniel and I'm playing Terrajux. <laughs> yep. We all were like, we're playing Terrajux as a group. And there was, uh, there was the one where you guys were still talking and then you were like, so are we starting? It's like, I've been recording for the last oh, minute. Oh, I've been recording. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yep. Uh, All right. Well, well, Matt, what are our socials? <laughs> oh, oh, football, football, football. Twitter and at underscore the Alchemist Club on Twitter and TikTok, and our email is uh, <laughs> the Alchemist Club eighty eight at gmail dot com yep. or the Alchemist Club eighty eight yep. at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also find us on Pinterest, Flopsy, and <laughs> Locution. And soon OnlyFans. Live journal. <laughs> Live journal. <laughs> oh. Oh, Halcyon Days. We're about to get our uh, our Vine channel uh, notarized, right? Absolutely, yeah. That's been in the works for a little while now, but I think we're finally pulling through. Yeah, like, yeah. I think um, I'd rather have a verified MySpace. LLC is set to to incorporate Vine. <laughs> very, very brief point of uh, sort of more administrative stuff. Um, Patreon silver to your subscribers last month. Um, if you or a loved one was subjected to acidic burns on more than 20% of your body as a result of an Alchemist Club product that arrived at your doorstep, <laughs> Um, I just want you to know that we are not liable as outlawed <laughs> subsection 3 paragraph 4 for any acidic burns covering less than 20% of your body as a result of Alchemist Club property what? delivered to your door. So please check yeah. your local physician or care provider to determine if more than 20% of your body has been burned with acid due to a defective recalled product supplied to you via Patreon uh, by the Alchemist Club. Well, because Thank they purchased you. that Wait, product knowing still... that it was defective, so there was an assumption of risk. Hang on a second. <laughs> We're still sending people things? I stopped. I thought we stopped that after the no for Trunnions. <laughs> Look, oh, there, was a, there was an administrative mix-up. We had a lot of stock. Warehouses cost money. <laughs> I made some decisions. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Joe to just say bye and cut. <laughs> I'm tempted but also like how long can you keep the bit going <laughs> everything is content <laughs> is this what it's like to have a normal podcast uh, yes yeah, it sounds exhausting yeah well maybe for you this has been a walk in the park for me <laughs> <laughs> all right we're going to wrap it up here. Um, I I guess let us know what you think of the Alchemist Club After Hours. Um, because we are still entirely without any kind of backlog of episodes, uh, these might happen more in the future as uh, scheduling conflicts arise, because they inevitably do. Um, but we will endeavor to return you to your regularly scheduled Alchemist Club content uh, as as quickly and as often as we can um thanks for listening i've been joe uh your gracious and uh serene host joining me here today we have daniel hey ho zach waffle and thanks for joining us